Accessible Art History, the podcast, Season 11. As mentioned in the trailer, this season will focus solely on women artists. Too often, they've been relegated to the sidelines of art and history. So, I want to feature them and teach you about how they overcame adversity to change the world around them. All images and sources will be in the associated blog post linked in the description details. Make sure to follow at accessible.art.history on Instagram for all updates. So, without further ado, let's get started. Today's artist has only recently come on my radar. I learned about her while reading Broad Strokes, 15 Women Who Made Art and History in That Order by Bridget Quinn. Side note, if you love art history, please read this book. It truly changed my perspective on the subject. I've linked it in the blog post. Her name is Adelaide Labelle Guillard. I was captivated by not only her art, but her fight for the feminine rights in art. She was a Rococo slash neoclassical portraitist who lived and worked in the illustrious courts of France. Unfortunately, there aren't a ton of details about her life, but I've pieced together what I could find to bring light to this amazing woman. So to learn more, keep on listening. Adelaide Labelle Guillard was born on April 11, 1749 in Paris, France. Her father was a fabric shop slash boutique owner, though her mother's name and family are unrecorded. We do know, however, that she was one of eight children. Due to her father's profession, Labelle Guillard would later be famous for her skill in capturing the qualities of cloth and paint. Aside from her birth, we have no records on her life until she was 20 years old. That year, she married Nicholas Guillard, a clerk. Labelle Guillard was likely practicing and learning about art, but with limited opportunities for women at this time, it's likely why it wasn't recorded. In 18th century Paris, it was frowned upon for masters, who were predominantly male, to take on female students. Women were literally thought to be less capable of understanding artistic technique. Insert eye roll here. However, La Belle Guillard was able to find a place studying miniatures with Francois Allais Vincent and a pastel techniques with Quentin de la Tour. These styles were considered to be more feminine forms of art and therefore appropriate for her to study. In 1767, when La Belle Guillard was 20 years old, she was admitted to the Académie de Saint-Luc. Her admission piece has been lost to history, which is truly a shame. The Academy offered her a studio space to work in. This made her a professional artist in the eyes of society. Seven years later, La Belle Guillard showed works at the Academy Salon. It was so successful that the Royal Academy was threatened. So in retaliation, the king issued an edict abolishing guilds, brotherhoods, and the communities of arts and crafts, forcing the Academy of St. Luke to dissolve. However, this didn't stop La Belle Guillard or her ambitions. She had her eyes on a bigger prize. Next, we're going to explore the next part of La Belle Guillard's career. But first, let's take a quick break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now that we're back, let's continue learning about Adelaide Labelle Guillard. 
After the closure of the Academy of St. Luke, she learned how to work with oils so that she could be eligible to join the prestigious Royal Academy. The Belgiard quickly learned how to use the medium and she made stunning portraits and even dabbled in history paintings. She also exhibited twice at the Salon de la Correspondence and started teaching other young women how to paint. On May 31, 1783, La Belgiard was accepted as a member of the French Académie Royale des Peintures et des Sculptures. This was a huge honor as the Academy was the leading artistic authority in France. Admission meant royal recognition, access to more patrons, and nearly unlimited opportunity. It's a pretty big deal if you ask me. One of her submissions to the Academy in 1793 was a history painting of King Lear. This was considered the highest form of art and therefore showed her ambition. Three other women, including her, quote, rival, Elizabeth Vigée Lebrun, the court artist to the Duke Marie Antoinette, were also admitted to the Royal Academy on that day. This caused quite a stir in the art community of Paris. In fact, a salacious pamphlet started circling among the community, containing hurtful and rude sexual innuendos. Thanks to a patron, the Belgiard was able to sue for the pamphlet's destruction. She wrote, quote, one must expect to have one's talents ripped apart, but who can plead on behalf of women's morals? End quote. The Belgiard found much success in the Academy. She entered work into every show between 1783 and 91, and the shows took place every other year. Membership also brought her the honor of being named the official painter to Louis XVI's Maiden Ants, to Mademoiselles Adelaide and Victoire. However, La Belgiard's career was stalled due to the French Revolution. She supported the Republican cause despite her connections to the royal family, but that cast doubt on her true allegiance. This revolution nearly put her into financial ruin. 1791, Louis XVI's aunts fled the country without paying her for several commissioned works. Two years later, the National Assembly decreed that she needed to destroy a number of her works. This included a large portrait of the Count of Provence. This destruction is said to have cost her 30,000 livres, a huge sum. Despite this huge loss of finances, La Belgiard escaped with her head and was able to continue painting. During the revolution, the academy tried to figure out its place in society. Yes, it had royal connections and patronage, but it was also dedicated to the creation of art. La Belgiard was the only woman to enter the discussion, which brought a lot of controversy. One side wanted to keep things the same, including royal patronage and hierarchical restrictions. The other side, led by neoclassical master Jacques-Louis David, wanted to make things more egalitarian and focus on art. However, both sides agreed that female membership should be as limited as possible. The original side wanted to keep the membership at four, while David and his friends wanted to eliminate it altogether. Although La Guillard found some support, the post-revolutionary academy banned women from entry. She continued to fight by showing at other salons, raising the reputation of female artists. She wanted to give young women the opportunity to find success in a male-dominated world. The portrait I have showcased on the blog shows that fight. It's called Self-Portrait with Two Pupils, Marie-Gabrielle Capet and Marie-Marguerite Chereau de Rosemont, and was painted in 1785. La Belgiard stares confidently out at the viewer, challenging them to break the gaze. She's working on a new piece while also teaching the two young women behind her. It's an active scene. The women are not passive, which was unusual for art at this time. La Belgiard also shows her skill in rendering cloth and the human form in an incredibly realistic manner. She's making a statement that women are equal to men in every sense of the artistic world. After the revolution in 1795, La Belle Guillard obtained artist lodging at the Louvre and a pension of 2,000 livres. She was the first woman artist to be permitted this honor, and she set up a studio for both herself and her students. In 1799, she remarried to the painter Francois-André Vincent. She had worked with both him and his father early in her career. 
She separated from her first husband in 1779, but it wasn't until 20 years later that divorce was legalized. Adelaide Le Belguillard died in 1803 after a long illness at the age of 54. Although her name isn't well known as some of the other women I'll discuss on this podcast, her talent and fight for women's rights is something that should be celebrated and shouted from the history books. Adelaide Le Belguillard worked hard to bring opportunities for her gender, all while capturing the human spirit through portraiture. Keep an eye out for the next episode, where I'll be exploring the life and works of Impressionist painter Mary Cassatt. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. New episodes will premiere each Monday, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rate and review. Make sure you follow Accessible Art History on Instagram at accessible.art.history for all updates and daily art of the day posts. See you next time!